Chadster. Yes, How sir. How are you? I'm good. What do you like? What do we got here? Um, what, what do we got? We got we got a whole like we got like a half a studio set up in your kitchen right now. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> so, uh, what, what should we tell the folks? I want to tell them right away. I want to I want to get this off our chest. I want to give them the exciting news. Do it. No, you do it. No, 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 you. Okay, do it. you do it. December twenty eighth. Mark it down on your calendar. The Canada Athletic Training Boys are going live. Okay. L, I, V. That was that was Chad trying to spell live. Um, so we are going live. We're finally going live. You're gonna be able to see our faces as we talk. When are we going live? December twenty eighth. What day of the week is that? I think it's a Monday. 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 Monday, Monday. night live. Monday, Monday, like that's, what was that? What's that from? Monday, Monday, Monday. Is that like? Oh, it's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday that's Sunday. a race car. That's a local that's a drag race. yeah. racing in Wisconsin. Uh, is that Elkhart Lake? Elkhart Lake. Maybe. Road America. I don't know. Slinger Sunday, Speedway. Sunday, Sunday. Something. I don't know. Anyway. All right. That's a little so, local flavor for you. Um, I think the only thing we can't tell you right now is the exact time we're going to go off. But you, shooting for shooting for 8 p.m. Central Standard. Well, I don't know if it's Standard Time. Are we in Standard Time right now? We're in Central Time. We're in Central Time. <laughs> Does anybody know that? I mean, okay, so it's like Daylight Saving Time and then there's Standard Time. When are we in Daylight Saving Time and when are we in Standard Time? I'm 43 and I've never paid attention to that. <sighs> All I know is what time my phone tells me it is and maybe my oven. My oven is, per, I, I look at that a lot. Well, it isn't. Aren't, isn't, aren't, aren't, won't English. The only two places in the country where it really matters, like Arizona and a part of Indiana. So there's a little sliver of Indiana yeah. that does not recognize daylight saving time. Right. And then Arizona Ari- yeah. does not. Are the, which, the, are the only, are, woo, good thing we're not doing live right now. Yeah. Why? Aren't they the only two places in the country that you do sound that? like an idiot? Yeah. But, I mean, that's no different um, than the first 101 episodes. Yeah, I mean, and you know what's crazy? Uh, daylight savings time the, in the spring. I was always in spring, like spring training, and gotcha. it always messed everybody up. Yeah. It was clockwork. Somebody was going to not show up for work. Clockwork orange. Particularly when people started relying on their phones as alarm clocks. Oh. Like, well, didn't it make it easier then? Cause- no, because early on, like early on, phones, phones weren't as automated as they are now mm. right i mean I, I can't tell you how many people Depending. including including myself i would i would literally set two alarms i would set an alarm for when i want to get up and then i would set an alarm for an hour earlier just in case that's what needed to happen yeah but it's weird because what happens in arizona is they they don't they don't uh recognize daylight savings time they change time zones. So, it, like, yeah, scratch your brain on that one. I don't know. Legitimate, so, legitimately, yeah. they, they go from mountain to Pacific. So they really are adopting daylight savings time, but in the reverse fashion is the way I see it. Yeah. As the rest, like, as the rest of the country is, you know, springing ahead, they're actually falling There's back. There's so many questions about it, like, I heard there's a big leap movement. years and all this stuff and 
Yeah. My God. Well, leap year, I understand. Couldn't we figure leap out? Leap year, I understand. Because we don't revolve around the sun in a perfect 365 days. Well, then why? Okay. It's really 365 in like a quarter day. Okay. So then why don't we? That I get. Why don't we just make a year four years? Like what's 365 and a quarter times four? I don't know. You're the math genius, man. 1,400 and fourteen hundred and forty. This is good. This is good. One would be fourteen hundred and forty-one. Hey Google, what? Oh God! The freaking Wi-Fi. I got a phone here. You know what? Like, if only she was Alexa. Yeah, she would have worked. I'm gonna figure it out. Siri would. I think fourteen forty-one is the number in my head here. Get home or something. So yeah, I I really want to just give you a thousand different numbers just to try to throw you off. Who are you, my wife? Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) 365 you times four. Oh, I was off 20. 1460. So a year should be 1,461 days. Instead and then, of. And then we just go to the next year. And then we're not messing around with this shit. <laughs> so how old would you be? We divide by four. It'd be <laughs> almost 11. <laughs> so we're all dogs now? Dogs, all like, your dogs are dog three years. years old. That's awesome. I like this idea. Could you Could you imagine being like, you know, I don't know, in your prime years of like adulthood and you just had a kid and you're 11 years old instead of 40. What's the new drinking <laughs> age? Three. It's three. Turn three and you're all of a sudden you can drink. Oh my God. This world would be That's a not fun true. place. That's not true. How no, it'd be four and a half. Yeah, it'd be four and a half. God. Then we can make it your fifth birthday. Your fifth birthday. So you'd be 20 years old. Oh no, 21. No. Yeah, 21. Yeah. Drink. I was thinking 18. Oh my God. Oh God. You're crazy. You're crazy, buddy. Yeah. Um, you can make it 20. Okay. Ah, uh, you shouldn't make it 20. You should make it 42. I'm just kidding. Let's go back to the beginning. What, what okay, show so is this? This is Who Candid is Athletic this? Training Episode 102. <laughs> My name is Chad. I'm Kevin. We are going to get to the athletic training. We're off to a good start. Again, as Kevin mentioned, <laughs> we are starting a live stream. Live stream. Live for stream. Live stream. If you are a member... We have some membership packages available. You need to be in the Candomania, the Full Johnson, or the whole shebang membership status. So those are those are our membership packages. Yeah, but there's also a wet whistle. Who named these things? I don't know, some weirdo. <laughs> so the so the truth is, Kevin and I are actually test run the live stream right now. So we're we looking are. at I'm, I'm looking at us on camera. Very unflattering, you know picture of us talking into microphones we're just making sure that everything we're doing here is going to be good quality production yeah so 1080p baby we're gonna we're gonna do the live stream on the 28th and okay. then that will come out the following monday yeah so after the new year yep which Ooh. is a reason why you want to become a member so you can see the episodes before they come out a, a week in advance that's part of the point that's part of the point. That's one of the benefits. I would like to thank all of our current membership mem- members that have paid for their membership already. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for supporting the podcast. They're can't the, do this. Can't do this stuff without you. You know who they are? They're the first class. They're, They're X-Men the, first ooh, class. Oh, X-Men first class. You know, oh, I got an idea. <laughs> I have an idea for a fat. First class? Or something. We're going to do first class, but we're going to take the first, we're going to pick members, maybe the first five, maybe first six, something like that. Yeah. Well, anybody who's signed up by then. Yeah. And we're going to just, we're going to literally, uh, 
We're going to fat them. Okay. I like it. All right. I'm looking at you, Ed. Ed, Dylan. We've got it. Yeah, we've got it. Yeah. I think we got to figure out who, well, who paid first. We, I mean, all, (laughs) um, very honest, like when we first set up like the membership program, I think a lot of people signed up, but they didn't have to pay. But what we were trying to do is try to create a membership program that the only way you can get access to like the forum and things like that is that you, you have to pay. Um, that being said, you can still leave us suggestions on the website. I'm sure everybody's been to the website by now. And so of course they have been www.canadathletetraining.com. That's where you can sign up and you can get your whole shebang or you can become a candomaniac or you can get a full Johnson in your life. <laughs> Things you wanted to say. Yes. Um, and so therefore, uh, go to the website when you open the website, there's going to be this auto pop-up thing. If you want to leave a suggestion, right there is your, your best chance to get a hold of us. Now, if you want to participate in the forum, you have to at least be a member of our lowest tier. The wet whistle. The wet whistle, which is $25 a year. And then that gets you access to more things in the, the website. Priority topic suggestions. Correct. So if you leave us a topic suggestion, I guarantee you we will get to it and we will put you at the top of the list in the order that we get of people that are actually paying members. Um, and then from there, I mean, it just you'll, you'll see the benefits on the website of what you get. In order to access the live stream, you have to be at least Candomania. You have to be a Candomaniac. Um, or you can get that full Johnson. Or you know what? If you want to even go as far as... You control an entire episode. That just cost you five hundred bucks. Somebody's gonna do it. I know there who's gonna be. do it. I There's know gonna who's be. gonna do it. We've actually had somebody say, "I want to do it. Can I build up to it?" And we're like, "You can do whatever you want." Yeah, start saving your pennies. He said, "If I sign up at a fifty dollar Candomaniac, can I get you the rest of the money later?" And I said, "You can do whatever you want." Yeah, I, I, I mean, sure. We'll whore ourselves out like that. Absolutely. In <laughs> fact, I mean, I'm very comfortable with if somebody wants to up if somebody wants to upgrade their membership. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah. But I think don't just don't just sign up on the website. Like, uh, reach out to us individually because I'm sure we would have to do something behind the scenes in order for that to happen. Um, December twenty eighth. December twenty eighth. December twenty eighth. Yep. Live Canada Athletic Training. Brought um, to you by Healthy Roster. Brought to you by Healthy Roster. Who we is could, we literally f- could not do this without you guys, but we really couldn't have got to this step at this point of the podcast without he- Healthy Roster. Yeah, so go check them out, www.healthyroster.com. They yeah. are the official sponsor of the show. They really are. They <laughs> really are. Dan and everybody in that office. Um, they little, believe in us. They believe in us. They're a little... They're a little uh, out of the box, and they're a little, I don't know, maybe a little strange like we are, and so it's been a beautiful friendship so far. Yep. All right. So. Okay. Let's talk about this week. If you want to. How? Okay. I think the big thing for me this week Mm. was the Disney porn. What? The Disney releasing, like, Marvel and Star Wars. Okay, not actual Disney porn. Okay, I got really excited for, like, Ariel (laughs) or something. No. Like, holy cow. They, They... 
did you see the Marvel release and the Star Wars release, like all their upcoming films and TV shows or for the next X amount of years? I actually, I actually have not. Oh my God, Kevin. It's there's like, they announced basically like 20 to 25 new movies and or like TV shows exclusively for Disney plus we have oh. so much fat material. So there it's incredible. It's okay. like the next, it's like phase five of the Marvel universe. Phase like five, phase Whoa. five. Yeah. That was phase two. No, no phase they, five. They just finished phase four. Oh, that was phase four. Oh, okay. Actually this, they finished this. phase three, whatever. It doesn't matter. They just announced like basically 20 or a dozen new Marvel things. Okay. A lot a of dozen? things. Literally a dozen. And okay. then like 10 Star Wars. 10 Star Wars. Like, yeah. Movies and or, well, uh, mostly like how Mandalorian, like the short stories. I mean, uh, the I'm, bingeable TV stuff. Yeah, I'm sure <clears throat> that with the success of the Mandalorian, they're going to do more. Yeah. That's going to be tough, though. There was so many people that were like, just give me more Boba Fett, right? Well, and that's why the Mandalorian it, is being so successful, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's also a great show. Right? I mean, 100% a great show. You haven't watched the season, so I'm not going to spoil it. I anything. haven't watched. No, I but, ah, but I know the story of Mandalorian. Like, I've read into it, but I'm not, don't spoil anything for me. But at the same time. You're so close. There is so much about. <clears throat> the universe. That character of Boba Fett that everybody was like, I if only there was more of that guy. If I want more of that guy. If and only. If, this was this was one of the answers. If we were live, that would have made sense. <laughs> All you did is you made a face off microphone. You didn't make it. I into did it to the, the camera. camera to all the people who are list. All the people that are watching Mandalorian season two, you know exactly what I did. So, I, oh God, you made a face from the Mandalorian. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna start watching it tomorrow. Right. I I don't I don't like well, watching things we, week to week. When we talk you about watch it week to week. Um. Uh, yeah. Ah, you're a loser. It's so much better. You're a loser. It gives you th something to talk about throughout the week. When you binge it, you're just like, oh, that was great. All right, I'm done with it. And I never talk about it. When you watch it week <laughs> to week, like you stop and you think, oh, what's going to happen next? And you have these the conversations like you and I are having right now. You're going to be so disappointed that you did not watch the first X amount of episodes before you just opened your mouth in the last five minutes. I guarantee it. I doubt it. Anyways, social media, <laughs> candid underscore ATC. We had a lot of serial talk this week. Serial? Yeah. We like did, killers? Um, yep, serial killers. Okay. Uh, we asked the people cocoa pebbles or fruity pebbles. 58% of you said you prefer the fruity pebbles. Good peoples. Yep. And then we asked the Mount Rushmore's a cereal, and we got so many comments on Mount Rushmore's. It was incredible. So yeah, we did. Go check out our Twitter account. You can see everyone's favorite cereals. It was a really fun, really fun week on, on the social media. It was. So, um, I don't think I have anything else. We've wasted enough time. Sure. The people's time. So, again, we're trying some new things here. We are. So, we're going to just hit this button right here, and hopefully we're going to get you to our weekly topics. And we're at the weekly topic. And we're back. We have no idea if it any of this is working. but it, I think it did. I think it did. I think it did. I, um, think, I think she bought it. Name the movie. Think, <laughs> um, wait. I no, think, you can't I do think that. she bought it. 
<laughs> it's anchor man. Yeah, it <laughs> <is>. <laughs> you got knocked up. Uh, you got to move to Russia. Uh, <laughs> I think she bought it. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right All right, right, this is the that was great. This is the part of the show. A, that was a good left field right there. <laughs> Thank you. This is the part of the show where I ask, where do you want to start? I don't care. Where do you want to start? Let's um, let's do fat. Okay, fat. Um, Last week, yeah, we did a by request. Um, Naughty professor versus fat bastard. Seventy nine percent of the people voted on this, and they thought the nutty professor would be better than Fat Bastard. And I think we both had said that, didn't we? I think I said. I think I said Fat Bastard. You did? Oh, you I, want I the like, baby back? I ribs? like me some Fat Bastard. Okay, he's a good dude. This week, we're gonna go old school. Very. For the young ones, Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Which I, one's which one's which? You asked me that before the show. Yeah, and I still don't know. Tom Cat. Tom Cat. Tom is okay. the cat. Jerry is the little mouse. Jerry Mouse. Tom Cat. Tom Cat. That's where yeah, it's a Tom Cat. Yeah. Okay. But is there a Jerry Mouse? There's a geriatric mouse. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of geriatric things. Yeah. Well, okay. not not if you not if you do 1,460 days in a year. That's true. Everyone's four times as young. Everybody. And you, wow. Could you imagine if you just turned 20 this year? You'd be oh. spry. Yeah. Locked up in your house because you're afraid of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So, yeah. Tom and Jerry, we got... Mm-hmm. Do you have any initial thoughts on this? Well, it's a cat and a mouse. Yeah. So, I'm. I'm... We're trying to not just judge them based on being a cat and a mouse. Physical features. They have very unique characteristics about them as cartoon characters that like or try to fuck with each other. Yeah. So here's the thing, though. They're non-traditional cat and mice. They actually use their extremities and all this stuff. They, they're, their hands are usable. Yeah. They're not just four-legged which you know. is fun because sometimes mm-hmm. we do these things and we end up with, oh, this is easy because they can't use their extremities. Well, both of these can. They really can. So it's like, do you want to be the one that's attacking or do you want to be the one that's defending kind of thing? Well, so, so one's, one is a one is a planner mm-hmm. that his plans never succeed. Yeah, that's tough. The other one is reactionary, and his, I guess, um, reactions to said plan almost always succeed. I mean, when you say it like that, it's a super easy choice. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any reason to choose Tom, then? No. Tom, Tom comes off as somewhat, somewhat evil. Like he's he's the one that's always trying to catch and harm Jerry. Yeah. Well, what happens? And do we know why? Uh, I mean, I'm sure Hanna Barbera does. He's the one that created him. Good call. Yeah, it's good research right there. Hanna Barbera, by the way, underrated probably, '80s. I'm sure for you and definitely for me. I mean, that he was very instrumental in my childhood. Yeah, he man. I mean, it's. Unbelievable how much I oh. 
how many things I watched of Hanna Barbera. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um anyway. So Jerry being the little old mouse that's always being attacked, he gets a hell of a lot of pleasure out of Tom getting hurt back. So yeah. he's got he's got a little sadistic side to him. Don't we all? Um sure. I don't know if you do. <laughs> I mean I've rolled a few marbles out on the court to, mm. for job security. I like it. I like it. I've, Absolutely not. I have never done that. I've definitely stabbed <laughs> a few people, but don't tell anybody. Run with scissors for a reason. Well, that's true. I uh, think, so, oh, it's tough. Tom, again, planner. Yeah, or more organized. He is more organized. He is absolutely more organized. He's okay, but just think about this: because his plans always fail, he's got to have the fortitude to stay with it because he never gives up. Has he ever given up? Nope. So that's that's even a, if he gets blown up. Yeah, he's you gotta give him bonus points there. You do, you really do. Um, man, but Jerry, our day to day activity is just reacting. It is. Reacting to what we don't know what's going to happen next. It's true. The only time where we are trying to plan is basically in rehab. Rehab is when you're trying to make a plan and you still have to adjust, but you you really do need a plan. The rest of the job really is, okay, what's happening here? How do how do I interpret what I'm hearing, seeing? Yeah. Kind of thing. So you're reacting. If Tom could just... If Tom could have his plan and then maybe secondary a secondary plan just in case shit hit the fan, I my vote would kind of it would sway towards him because that feels like a feels like an emergency action plan. It feels yeah. like on field like coverage. I I mean there's this you're always you're always Wait. planning for something, right? Did you just call Tom an EAP that failed? <laughs> when your He's EAP a- fails, Tom Cat. Yeah, maybe. He might be, he might be he okay. might be the EAP that only he, that thinks, you know, only one thing can happen. That is like worst case scenario. It is kind of worst case scenario, isn't it? I have to go Jerry here. I have to. There's something about Jerry, though. He's just mischievous. Yeah. And you would think most athletic trainers are not mischievous, like you are benevolent because you want, (laughs) you just have your athletes, you know, in mind. And that's just not Jerry, personality-wise. But then again, Tom is after the mouse. The mouse just wants to survive. And so do I. I just want to get to the end of my day so I can go home and eat. You think Jerry's just really lucky? I hope so. Or do you think it's mainly, or do you think it's all skill? You know, when you're a kid and you're playing tag and you're like the best one out there because you're like the fastest, most agile. I feel like that's how I Jerry do know is. That. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah, like, huh? Nobody can get me. Or like you're the 15 year old playing with the six year old kids. You know, like you like your little. You never played with like your little cousins. Oh sure, yeah. Or mm-hmm. like your nephews, and still they're, they're trying. They're chasing you around, and. You, oh, you're just doing spin moves around everyone. 
That's what Jerry is. Barry Sanders. Yeah. Just straight up Barry Sanders mode and I don't know, what was the what was the football game that uh why Madden? am I Madden two thousand. I think he was really no, you know what that was Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk was Madden two thousand. When did Barry Sanders retire? That's a good question for you. Late nineties. Yeah. I don't know the exact year. I mean, Bo Jackson was Tech Mobile, right? Was yeah. there was there an NFL football game that Barry Sanders was the number one player that if you had him you would win everything? I mean, he should be. Madden two thousand was Marshall Falk. If you had if you had Marshall Falk, it was it was like you were unstoppable. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely unstoppable. I was sucked at all those video games. Once it once it became um, like PlayStation two, yeah, and further, like yeah, I started being really bad at those games. Yeah. I'm so good at other games; it's not even funny. I'm just kidding. So are I'm you going? Kidding. Are you going, Jerry? Because I'm going. Jerry. Oh God, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm mm. going to go Jerry. We'll see what the people say. Kind of reluctantly, though. <laughs> reluctantly. A little reluctantly, I'm going Jerry. Okay. Okay, what do you want to go next? Uh, I don't care. Let's do the top five, then. Oh, the top five. All yeah, right. Top five. So, we're going to switch it up, and Chad's going to give you some answers to the question of the week. We polled 100 athletic training students. What salary you expect for your first athletic training job hmm i don't know how i should give you this information if i should give you lowest to highest or just what i think is the most frequent number given um i think i think you should give me the top your top five okay i think most people will say thirty thousand dollars okay that's my that's what i think most people are expecting okay um, I think next you'll get 25,000. Okay. I think you're going to get 18,000. I think some people are going to say $10,000 and those are the people who are going into their GA positions. Okay. And then I think you're going to get a few people who are wishful thinking and they're going to say $50,000. Okay. Those are my top five. Well, good for you. Um, you are right and wrong at the same time. <laughs> of course I am. So I'll, g- I'll give you the top five right away. Okay. In fifth place, we have a salary for your first AT job of $35,000. Okay. In fourth place. That's expectation. Yeah. Fourth place, 30000 Okay, I said that one. Third place, fifty thousand. I said that one. Second place, forty five thousand. Mm. And your number one answer, forty thousand, with a grand total of twenty two votes. Wow. So it was very heavy, very very top heavy in this voting amongst your athletic training students. Um the of our top five, I mean, fifth place was ten votes. So I mean, there were there were a yeah. decent amount of votes for what what we just mentioned. I will say, the next two on the list were twenty thousand with five votes and twenty five thousand with five votes. Mm-hmm. I wonder. So my my first 
thought process through this was either you expect um, a very, honestly, fair, good wage for your first job. Crazy, buddy. Because some people are a little older than the people that are in school right now. And when they started as an athletic trainer in their first job, that beginning salary was probably a decent amount lower than hopefully it should be now. At the same time, my overwhelming thought was, I think we have a moderately like unrealistic view of what we are worth as well as what we should be paid. Do you think you're saying that is too low? So I will I will say the high with two votes was sixty thousand. For your first position. For your first position. The low and I'm assuming it was a it was a joke, was zero. Yeah. At the same time, they might be saying my first job is actually a GA position. That's kind of where I'm, I was going with a couple of my answers. Yeah. I'm I'm getting paid. My schooling's being paid for, and so therefore I'm not making any money. Now, obviously, we can't dive deep into these. We we could have said what other than being a GA. What do you think your first salaries is going to be? Um, I did. We so somebody did answer after being a GA or an intern, they expect forty thousand dollars. Gotcha. And I think, I mean, forty being the number one answer, clearly is a number that many people are seeing as entry level, with or without. I'm assuming um, your master's degree, athletic training. How does that make you feel? Makes me feel better than when we came into the profession. I agree. I 100% agree. Because I, <laughs> I remember literally graduating and being like, if somebody could just give me like upper 20s, $30,000 a year, <laughs> like I'm cool. Like I'm, I'm totally cool. But I was so hungry to just have a full-time athletic training job. I didn't care. I really, really didn't care. And I remember getting my first job at first it was hourly, and then when I became salary, which was like, I don't know, like six months later, I got a $36,000 a year position. And I I told myself, I was like, I'm making good money. Like this is, this is like a really good athletic training job. Yeah. Um, 35-year-old me looks back on that and says, I think – that is a wage that um, you should be able to start your career at. But holy cow, I'm a little disappointed in myself that I actually was satisfied with it. I didn't have the drive in my head of like, no, I should be making a hell of a lot more than this. Mm -hmm. I think... That is a fundamental issue of going. That's what's going on in athletic training it's one across of the, the board. One of the Mount Rushmores of problem childs or hot topics, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, our self worth is directly influencing how much we actually get paid. 
Um, and we've talked about it before. Now, and we'll I, talk about it again. Yeah, we'll talk about it a lot, a lot, a lot. I think I had, there was a lot, a lot of 45 to 30. I will say that would be the range of the, the mean, the mean in this, of the 100 athletic training students. And I think it's wouldn't pretty it be, accurate. Wouldn't that be the mode? Is that the mode? The mode is the most often. The mode's the most often, but that's one number. The mode was the number one answer. Uh, I suppose you're right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're right. So like the mode of the mean. The mean. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Forget it. We're athletic trainers. We're not yeah. mathematicians, even well, though I claim are. to be. Yeah. Um somebody, I was off by twenty before. Somebody did say pre COVID they expected forty, but post COVID they expect fifteen. So I'm going to take that on a serious note on in that do we think that post-COVID hospital systems, schools, um, clinic-based outreach athletic training people, I mean, there's going to be a lot of part-time positions out there instead of full-time. I don't know. I mean, neither. I don't, I've never, I, I haven't know. thought about it. Why yeah. would, it, I don't understand why it would change the need for the athletic trainer would still be just as great unless you're saying there's going to be a dramatic reduction in sports, which it doesn't seem like because sports are still going on during COVID. They are. Whatever, whatever your thought on how necessary they are or are not, um, you know, there's the safety versus sense of normalcy. Everyone's on a continuum somewhere. Yep. Um, so if there are sport, there is a need for athletic training. So there should not be a reduction in full-time positions. If anything, it should go the other way. Full-time positions should go up because we need full-time athletic trainers at all events. I just wonder if... Coverage. I think, I think there's a lot of athletic trainers that are employed by hospital systems, right? I think it's growing rapidly, yes. Yeah. And I... I think it's good for the profession, to be honest. I yeah, think I think absolutely. I think there are a lot of benefits, and I think the pay is better in my experience. Yep, I I absolutely would agree with that. I think a hospital um, has a little bit more means to pay an athletic trainer than your small university. Correct. Right? Um, my kind of getting to that that post COVID, like I wonder if hospital systems are going to start viewing athletic training again as this accessory, right? Um, and, you know, we'll give you a position. Maybe we'll give you this really low salary, but then you can make more money based on how many people you get into our doctors or things like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, it often is a referral And then it's, it's an easy, I think athletic training is an easy position that hospitals will say, well, we can save a little money there, right? I think it's definitely going to be on us athletic trainers to make sure that we are not just taking jobs to take jobs. I think there is, there's going to have to be a band of brothers, right? In that going forward, we are still just as valuable as we ever have been. If anything, we can be more valuable during or post virus time 
I don't know. I think we're showing off a, a wider range of skills <clears throat> during this. So I think, yeah, I think it should. I think it should be. I think it should only get better. I'm going to give you um, a couple. So we did have actually, we had four people that actually said no clue. Like I have no idea what to expect. Which is legitimately probably the best answer given. Yeah. And then somebody did say minimum wage, which mm. depending on what your thoughts are on minimum wage could be actually $32,000 a year or it could be $5,000 a year. Now, we did have a couple like, so one person said any salary that is not named stipend, which I actually like, I chuckled because I think that's awesome. I think how many athletic trainers, the GA positions and things like that, that they're the first real money they see as a certified athletic trainer has stipend behind it. Yeah, right. right? And it literally it just means we're giving this for you because this is the bare minimum we think you need to survive as a human being. Here is your $2,000 stipend so that you can pay for your ramen noodles and toilet paper. Now, right? I'm going to give you the other funny one that I said or yeah. that I read. Somebody said just enough to buy brand name toilet paper. Brand name. Brand name toilet paper. They just really would like some Charmin <laughs> when they go to the bathroom. That was a great fat right there, Kevin. <laughs> Charmin. Charmin. Wait, Cottonelle. What's We'd, the, what is Charmin the one with the bears in the woods? Uh, is, that, is that Charmin? Yeah. I think that's Charmin. Don't squeeze the Charmin. Don't squeeze. Um, two ply. I mean, like, remember when two ply I just, out? we, I was just watching The Office with the wife. Yeah. And it was the episode where Dwight was like going from two ply to one ply. He was like, mm. I don't know if you've seen that one. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I've seen how many seasons of The Office? I don't know. I don't. I've not locked in on it. Julie is a fanatic about it, so it's just background. So, so I, okay. So say there's I don't know nine seasons. I watch three of them. Yeah. So I'm not like I'm not a buff on it, but yeah. I've, I've seen. I know the premise on the show. I know the characters. I know like kind of the. A little ins and outs of the characters and yeah. so forth. I know that, you know, Michael's not there the entire time. And yeah. I mean, there's a Will Ferrell era and things like that. Yeah, and I'm starting to kind of lock in as I see more right now as she's going through it. So, I mean, I will say I thoroughly enjoyed and enjoy S the show. Some really good writing and humor. I think I'm a weird, I'm a weird TV show watcher. How so? I, I like, I like The Office. I, I don't watch it all the time. Uh, um, I also really like, I love Friends, and mm -hmm. I, I can quote it. I can, I've can. i seen every episode a lot, but I also really like Seinfeld. What's weird about that? Most people don't like all three of those shows. Oh. I think you have a really good chance of liking Seinfeld in The Office, but throw Friends in there, I think there's a, there's a that's a wrinkle. Um I also love The Simpsons. I also love Scrubs. I, you know, I never really watched Scrubs. I didn't. Uh, yeah. I think you would either love it. I've seen a handful. Or really not like it. Yeah, probably one or the other. That show actually made like your so your like 
kind of humanity side of you that's like, you know, you got into athletic training because of Patch Adams and things like that. Um, I really, I started thinking about, I was, I thought I wanted to be in a hospital system um, because of that show. Like there was part of me that wanted to be yeah. that in that like realm of a show or in the, that realm of a job because of that show. Right. But anyway. That's another show. Julie, I don't know, think there's a TV show that Julie hasn't watched. I, it's incredible how much TV she's fit into her I life. Guess, yeah. I'm not quite sure. Because she was probably, she's she's probably just painting and watching a show. That's sometime. exactly what it is. And somehow taking in the show and then also putting paint to a canvas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Well, men couldn't do it. Sorry, guys. Ah. Okay. Well, so that's that's top five. That's a good one. And yeah. it's funny because it's always interesting to hear from the athletic training students the expectations. And it's actually like people like you and I and some of the people who have been in the profession a long time, what are we setting up the next generation for? It's kind of like our parents want to leave us in a better position. Yeah, We need to leave the next mm. batch of athletic trainers in a better position. Yeah. Like so that first salary – their first salary should be better than our first salary. Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And right? I think it is. So I think that's good. I think I it's think going in the right direction. It's just not the traction. I think everyone gets frustrated because the traction is not as like not what we want. It's always well, more, 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 better, 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 and which yeah. we're trending. I think we are. I think we are. I think we need to understand that athletic trainers right now are doing a phenomenal job of. Um, making our profession known more and more and more. We need to definitely take one little step back and not expect everything to happen overnight because of, we all know it. We all, we all know that everything need it's, we expect everything to be super um, instant because of that's the world we live in. Yeah. Right. And so we should not expect these huge transformations in our in our profession instantly um keep doing the good fight and and we'll get there right absolutely so, um where do you want to go next you want to go friend or foe or you want to go fmk uh you tell me but i'm gonna hit a button because i forgot to Ooh, do it the buttons yeah. let's go fmk because i don't know the friend or foe fmk there yeah. it is okay fmk look at that on that screen yeah we're trying you things here can't. you can't yeah, see you it you can't see it but yeah. we nope, got graphics nope. you can't see it this is a graphic show it's such a graphic <laughs> show. Okay. We're doing FMK. Okay. Um, came up with it. Yeah, last week we did um, eating before, during, after. That got a lot of response on the social media. So it you did? should go, yeah, oh. a ton. It was incredible. That eating, was probably. Eating for athletic trainers got a lot of response? Nobody wants to talk about food ever in this profession. It's so sad. It's so sad. A fat guy like myself can't talk about food. <laughs> Anyways, this week you are getting a little chunky. I think I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna talk about obstructions. Obstructions of when you're wa trying to cover an event. Yeah, and somebody is standing in, right in front of you in the way. You can't see the, what's going on. Like who? Who's standing in front of me? Well, it could be a player. Okay. It could be a coach, or it could oh. be a referee. Oh, an umpire. Uh, what else mm. are they called? Blue. Uh, blue. <laughs> uh, 
You know what? I, I don't know. I tried to write down referee, and I didn't judge, actually know. Judge? Some some of them are called judges. Well, like te- what, tennis? Line judges. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Gymnastics? Gymnastics. And then there's also, I don't know. There's probably more judges out there. Joe that Judge. That are in the way. Joe Judge. Yeah. New York Giants. Yeah. Poor. They got a loss today. Tough I'm one. Sorry, Giants. Yeah. I was rooting for you. Um, How do you spell referee? I couldn't. I, I tried to write it down. It just didn't look good. R-E-F-E-R-E. One F E R E. I think there's two Fs. Two Fs, one R, two R E R E free. Referee. Got it. Anyways, so we're gonna FMK. We're gonna FMK that. Do you just FMK it? Let's go. Um all right. You want me to go? Yeah. I think the one that I'm gonna kill. Ooh, you're gonna kill a person. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to kill the referee. How would you kill him? <laughs> I'd yell. I'd yell at him real loud. All no, right. I think that one's going to just be annoying me the most. Like, Okay. Okay. It used to happen, well, like when I used to cover college um, women's soccer and the line judge is screaming down. He's like, get out of my way. I'm like, Ooh. get out of my way. Yeah, <laughs> you get know? out of my way. Stay the f out of my way. Did you ever just muscle one up and just I like try let to. run into you? Um, yeah, like yeah, you missed that call anyways. You don't even know what offsides <laughs> is. Explain offsides made no sense. Um, so <clears throat> that one's gonna bother me the most. Okay, if they're in my way. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I don't know why. I think I just get annoyed. Maybe it's like I have a lack of, um. Respect for authority or something. I'm not quite sure. Interesting. Um, Depends on if you think the referee slash judge slash whatever is an authoritative figure. Yeah. I think I'm going to marry the coach being in my way. Okay. Because I'm going to give them the most. Like, I feel like they need the vantage point sometimes. Yep. So it's like, okay, I get it. You want to come down here. Maybe change. Maybe you're just trying to change your luck. Maybe you're trying to. (laughs) Change the luck. Maybe you're just Maybe. trying to get a different vantage point on what's going on. It's possible. In the dugout, in a baseball game, Yeah. maybe you're coming down to see if you can get a grip or something out of the pitcher. Okay, okay. Uh, or pick up a sign from somebody. Yeah. Um, so maybe there's a strategic, strategery, strategery. Strategery. Um, to it. Wrong. So I'm emphasis. fine with that, yeah. And then, um, well, that's that's a, what, a George Bush imper- impersonation. Strategery, never mind. Strategery, yeah. Will oh, Fair, yeah, 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 it yeah. is. Yeah, that's right. I went another direction. Yeah, I went Michael Myers. Okay, um, I'll f-, f with the player in front of me because I can yell at them a little bit. Okay, it's like, all right, dude, you've been there for a little bit. Now move. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm more important in this spot. Just because you're probably a bench player if you're in my way. Because if you, it's true. If you were in the game, you wouldn't be in my way. It's true. So, I'll let you sit. I'll let you stand there for a little bit, but at some point, you got to go. Yeah. So that, that's tough. That's my list. You made a good point there, though. My my first my first thought was that with the players, I, I wanted to, I want to marry players because I can always move them. I can always be like, hey, get out of my way. Sure. So, like, 
it's annoying, but at no point do I feel like I am not in the right to be like, hey, get out of my way. The only time that is not that is the sport that me and you know very well, and that's baseball. Because not everybody's on the field the entire time. Yeah. When your team is on offense, most of your team is actually just in the dugout. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there's a lot of there's a lot of value in the batters watching the opposing pitcher, right? And so you I know in my world, I try to very much not be in the way. Yeah. Right? And so that's interesting to well, think about it that way. I usually just try and go to the far end where I'm going to be in the least amount of weight. And so, and so do I. But I'm I'm thinking like, if, so if I'm a basketball athletic trainer, if I'm a, a soccer athletic trainer, if I'm a football athletic trainer, I need view of the entire playing surface. Yeah. And so if an athlete is in my way, that athlete's not in the game. Get out of my way. Like you don't need to be seeing how somebody's dribbling a freaking soccer ball. Like, yeah, you, you don't, I do. I do agree with that. So I'm still going to marry the player because I can, I I have no problem just saying, Hey, move. Um, I'm going to F the coach because you are making a very good point. And that sometimes they need a different vantage point because they need to see how a team is setting up a play. They need to see, uh, the strategy that another team is employing. They need to, because they need to transfer that information to the players. Mm-hmm. That is their entire job is to make the players better at what they're doing. So if that blocks my vantage point from the from things, I mean, ultimately that's what's going on 100% of the time of the game. What's going on in my world is I'm watching everything, but if somebody gets hurt, Ultimately, even if I didn't see it, I still get to go evaluate it. So now at the same time, if a coach is constantly like in your area, (laughs) right? Like it's either like say they're always standing in front of your bench kit or always standing in front of like your sideline kit or always like in your way that way. I think there is a, a time that you need to have a conversation with your coach like, hey, maybe you don't stand here. Um, but then the ref, I have no control. I just have zero control of the ref. Um, particularly if it's say a basketball ref, say it's a, a soccer, you know, I don't know there's side judges. Mm-hmm. And then what's the, what are the refs in the middle of the field? What are they called? Refs? Yeah. Just refs. Yeah. Um, that are always putting up cards and stuff. Yeah. Um, they're all, I mean, they're running around, they're trying to get their vantage point and I can't like yell and be like, dude, you're in my way. Like stop standing there when there's somebody on the low block of in a basketball game. Cause I can't see, I, at that point I need to change my vantage point. Right. Um, so that's why I'm going to kill the ref is cause I can't, I just, I just can't change them. Okay. I can, I can influence the other ones. We went the opposite. Did you notice that? A little bit. Yeah. Like you went, I went like, who, who can I control? <laughs> and, and you went like, who almost like controls me control. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, fun. Yeah. That was a good one. That, uh, was, a ran- that was a random left field one too. I yeah. That it. came out of nowhere today. Yeah. All right. Friend or foe. On a dog walk. Hit a button. 
Oh, friend or foe. Here we go. And let's make sure that works. Oh, boom. Friend. Uh, Oh, did you spell friend? Yeah, you spelled friend right. Why? It's friend. Friend to the end. Okay, good. Your friends are to the end. That's how you know how to spell it right. All right. Don't mix the I and the E. (laughs) I before E. Except except after after C. 12. Yep. All right, Kevin. Here we go. Okay, friend or foe. Friend or foe. Friend or foe. I'm nervous. Hmm. Athletic training on friend television oh. <laughs> on TV. Athletic training on being, TV being on television is that a friend or is that a foe? Like so, the sh- can when I get a little? Can I get a little context? Yeah, just just a little bit. What, what, where's your head at? I mean, meaning me as an athletic trainer getting like I'm on television okay so or you came from the world where every game was on television not everybody not everybody has that experience correct um most don't yeah like the high school and some colleges like there might be like a a like a youtube broadcast or like the students can watch yeah 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 Mm -hmm. but like a national televised game with commercials and stuff like that yeah um that's kind of where my head was at a little bit but also from the standpoint of, well, I'll just, I'll start then with this, okay? Okay. So, one, if it's a televised game, those timeouts are longer. The game takes forever. Yeah. If, if it's not a TV game, if, if, if I'm working a baseball game and I don't have to wait for a, a television timeout every half inning, those games generally go a little bit quicker. Okay. The other thing about television that might make it a foe yeah. Is when the commentators are constantly saying trainer. Yep. And not athletic trainer and it's disrespecting our profession. Yep. That's those are the those are the foe folks. Those are the people, those are the foe. Friends, um, why would it um why would it be a friend? I exposure. Uh, exposure. Ex- exposure of what we do. Yeah. Uh the the kids I mean the kids get a kick out of it. I don't know. Um I think a lot of people honestly I sometimes resort to when somebody doesn't know what an athletic trainer is and I, I give them a little explanation and I can, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like they're like, well, doesn't that just make you like a physical therapist? And I'm like, well, so, and then a big part of our job is, you know, that person that runs out on the field when somebody gets hurt, mm-hmm. that's an athletic trainer. Um, that, per, so you're generally on the, on TV when that yeah. happens, right? You're, if you are in a sport or a venue that has cameras, the camera's going to be on you. How about this? It's also a bad thing, though, because you're doing your job in an emergency situation. And now all of a sudden there's eyes, physical evidence touching. of what you're doing. Oh. <laughs> touching me. Touching you. Um, yeah, there is. Caroline. Ba, ba. All right. Yeah. So now all of a sudden. You just became a basic white girl. I know. Um, heaven, so, heaven forbid you do something wrong. Yeah. I um, will I will say there is a. Um, there's some foe to this. There's, there's some foe to the idea that, that we are under like a, a camera, right? We're under a camera lens. We're under like the eye of everybody when we're doing our job on the field, but at the same time, that shouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah. I, I, I mean, 
um, welcome to the world of what our like athletes go through, right? And I, th- I mean, but we just need to make sure that we are prepared for that. And when we, so like a learning experience, um, sure, yeah, slash being a being prepared. Well, how many times <laughs> have you watched somebody like I remember as a student be like, oh trying to pick up what they are doing on the field, be like, oh, they're looking at the knee. Yeah. They're, oh, they're mm-hmm. doing allotments. Oh. Absolutely. Like, you can learn from, you oh, can learn from it. Yeah, it, definitely. I mean, I think there's there's mannerisms that you can learn from athletic trainers by watching them on TV. Um, I think there's, like, picking up on the, okay, so when you see a football athletic trainer run out there, very often that first step is just like, how do how do you get to a an athlete that's maybe even rolling around on the ground or like they have a helmet on, they got pads on? How do you communicate with them? How do you get into their space? How do you make them feel okay that like, hey, I'm here now. Tell me what happened. I need like I need answers from you. Like listen to my voice. I mean, I think you can pick up on things like that from being a younger athletic trainer and athletic training student. Um at the same time, I think from the general public, right, I think there are there's always going to be scrutiny of what an athletic trainer is doing on the field. And somebody's always going to think you're doing the wrong thing because there's a, I don't know, not I'm not calling anybody out on blast, but like there's always another healthcare professional that thinks they know more than somebody else. I was just interacting with um, an owner of a, we'll call it a mixed martial arts gym that was, that was trying to tell me about an injury. Oh God. That he, and he, and the reason that he was telling me, he was telling me he knew more about the injury is because he has gone through it. Of course. And I, I I wanted to, I, I very much held my ground and said, but I've experienced what that injury means to somebody else. a, A thousand times. Right you've experienced it, what it means to you twice. Yeah. And so sit down, not only that, but you just complained that it took three months to get back from that injury. I am trained in how to get somebody back in one to two months from that injury. Yeah. Because you would listen to me. And I mean, it went in one ear and out the other because this particular person is very proud of, their position that they are in in life. But at the same time, I think there's always going to be somebody that's scrutinizing what you're doing, right? So being an athletic trainer that happens to be on TV because you're in the limelight of the injury that's happening, um, that's okay. I think we know what we're doing. If you don't feel comfortable with knowing what you're doing and you don't ever think you will feel comfortable with knowing what you're doing, I would tell you probably don't be in a professional sport or don't be at a, you know, don't strive to be Duke basketball athletic trainer because when a shoe blows out and somebody blows out their groin or their knee, I mean, you're going to, you're going to be in the limelight at the same time. I would then also encourage you to be very confident and understand that you do have more knowledge and more you should have more confidence in what you're doing because that is going to go a million miles with your athletes. 
if you can be calm and collected and know what you're doing when there's cameras on you and there's 25,000 people in the stands staring at you, like now the athlete's like, holy cow, like this, he's, he's on my side. She's on my side. Like she, she understands what I'm going through all the time. Yeah. And so have that confidence because you are good at your job. Um, now I, so friend or foe to me, friend, because the foe part of like trainer on the air and now thousands, if not millions of people have heard somebody say trainer, that's, that's gotta be on us. That's gotta be on the professional baseball, professional football, basketball. That's gotta be on those athletic trainers because I promise you, I was interacting with the commentators of every game all the time. I saw the people that com- like that were doing the play-by-play of my partic- particular sport all the time. And we definitely asked, hey, when you say our names or when you say who's going on the field, please say athletic trainer. Yeah. We definitely did. Definitely did. Um, now, where I thought you were going to go with this is kind of going back to like athletic trainers in movies and on TV shows or whatever, like oh. how we're portrayed in fictional world. Yeah. That I think is a foe mm. that I, I that totally, would be, that would a be foe. a good one. And you can, you can do that here. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, I think everybody thinks that's a foe because we're never portrayed in the light that we actually work at. Right. Yeah. It's the, I mean, well, at all costs to get them on the field, no matter what. Yeah. So and we're we're either giving injections because it's a it's a TV show that's set in the 1980s or 70s and um and it's Texas football. I'm looking at you, you know, Friday Night Lights and Varsity Blues. Yeah. Um or, you know, we're just this like secondary character that's just applying an ice bag or giving some water or they call us doctor on the sideline and we diagnose a, a fractured wrist when we would never do that on the like on the sideline we would get an x-ray and we'd say we might be fractured right yeah you're done let's refer. you're done but you don't need a diagnosis right now right um yeah so but i'm gonna say for the purpose of when we get exposure on tv i think it's a positive okay so friend I'm going to just say foe. Okay. Just because I just don't see the value in, well, I guess there is value in exposure, but I don't know. I, I, uh, it, I'm kind of torn. I'm just going to say foe. Okay. And we'll see what everyone else says here. You have all the right in the world to do that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Feature topic. Let's try it and see what happens here. Well, that 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 was nice. Keep hitting the wrong a, button. That was a good button push you got yeah. there. Except yeah. for the second time. You, yeah. you failed miserably. What do you want to talk about? So we're gonna have a gonna have a short discussion here on something that happens to probably all athletic trainers. One hundred percent of athletic trainers have heard this. We're gonna yeah. talk about it. And it's mm-hmm. been eating at me for a few weeks. When the athlete comes in, and they, this is the exact quote, well, it's been hurting for a while now, 
For but, a while now. But I thought I should tell you. For a while now. Well, one. Okay. There's got to be a sweet spot here, which you and I were talking about before the show. Oh, there's always a because sweet spot. Because on the one hand, on the one hand, you don't want the athlete who's just going to come in at the drop of the like something just started today, and they're going to just complain about it. Correct. On the other hand, you don't want an athlete to wait too long before telling you about an injury because maybe it's something you could have fixed. Correct. It's such a dichotomy. Uh-huh. It's like a double-edged sword. It's like when, what is the appropriate time for the athlete to wait? Mm. I guess it probably depends on what the injury is, but it's like, man, it's it's tough. Maybe think- maybe it's tougher to be an athlete than I thought. Maybe I'm not giving them enough credit. Nah. Yeah, probably not. Um, I think you're right. It's very tough. And I also think you make a very good point in that it does depend on the injury. It very much depends on the injury. Um, Now, I think that is a little on us to be very educational to our athletes of what are the types of injuries for particularly certain sports Mm -hmm. um, that we need to be very much made aware of. Now, I think there's also an educational point of the difference between injury and soreness, injury and um, even like I feel tight today. Um, I think there definitely needs to be a conversation of like you like so if you felt something specifically happen yep you definitely need to tell me about it right like if yeah. you felt something grab if you felt something pull if you felt like from one moment to another you felt a significant change in your body like i think that's something okay tell me about it yeah for, now, for me the rule of thumb was kind of like if you feel like you need to miss some sort of organized yeah, practice or a game, like yep. that's kind of when I should be knowing about it. Yes. If you feel like it's something you can work through, fine. I And I would agree with that. I definitely would agree. If you're an athlete that says, you know, I, I know I have something going on in my, like, my low back. I can't tell if it's soreness. I can't tell if it's just tight. I can't tell if it's... Uh, I herniated a disc. I don't know because WebMD didn't tell me the right thing. But I do know that I can't lift today. I do know that if coach asked me to um, do this certain drill, it's going to really hurt. That's when you definitely should be having a conversation with your athletic trainer. Yeah. Also, that's when these are the things that athletic trainers need to be telling their athletes, right? Um now, there's that sweet spot, though, of going back and forth with the athlete of, like, I can assist you in feeling a little better so you can do that drill. Um, but there's, like, this treatment plan that needs to be happening continuously so that you can continuously be better at your sport. But at the same time, maybe we need to back off on something else so that you can continue to do your sport. Maybe this that's the conversation with the strength conditioning coach. This is the conversation with um, even the coaches of I'm going to always take 
you know, Larry out of these drills and we're going to do something else. I, I don't know. It depends on your relationship with your coach. Um, now, there's, I think there's another side of it of the sweet spot sometimes is dictated by the coach. Often. We've, right? We've had, we've had that conversation of would you rather have the coach that wants every athlete to see you for every little thing and big thing and medium thing, or would you rather deal with the coach that doesn't want anybody to see you until they can't participate? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's tough. I just know that in my situation, I had an athlete recently say, oh, it's been bugging me for a couple of weeks now. When you start getting in the weeks, I was time. like, holy cow. That's a long time. I mean, I, I think I run into this as well in my line of work of, I, I mean, I'm just dealing with general public. I deal with some professional athletes, some college athletes, and some high school athletes. But for the most part, I'm dealing with people that are, yeah, my back's been bothering me for like three months now. I just really never did anything about it. Um, at the same time, I'm also learning that it's not just athletes that don't have a really good concept of pain, soreness, tightness, um, injury uh, versus like imbalance or something's off or I just don't feel right. There's, there's a lot of like communication that I get that leads me to believe people are very unaware, even athletes, of their body. They're very unaware of like actually what is the line of I have discomfort going on, but is this discomfort that is needed because oh, you know, like I just didn't get a lot of sleep and I didn't, I, I worked out yesterday or, um, yeah, I was on my feet all, like I was on my feet for 14 hours yesterday at a tournament or something. And like, and now my ankle's a little sore. Like, is, is that from just standing? Like nobody should be standing for that long. (laughs) Like, I mean, there's a lot of people that just do not have the ability to understand their body. Um, including athletes. And so I think this is actually a, a decently important thing to like dive into and actually like discuss with our athletes and discuss with our coaches and discuss with other people. And it always comes back to communication. Yeah, apparently. And it's just, it's so like to me again, it, it's always like, all right, what, what do you need to get through or what are your goals? Or if you start, if you're having to adjust something, then I want to be helping you. Yeah, Sure. I okay. Going back to my, I was interacting with that uh, mixed martial artist coach, and one of his uh, athletes, you know, his elbow was hurting, and then somebody else asked me like, "Is he going to be okay?" And I said, "Well, I mean, to be very honest, if he was going to be throwing a baseball, no, like he'd be shut down. Yeah. But is he going to be okay to go to work and you know, send the next Excel file to his boss because?" Like, that's his job, and that's what puts food on his plate? Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. But is he okay to get another freaking, like, arm bar? Not right now. <laughs> but, like, 
I mean, maybe in like a couple of weeks. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. But I mean, your, your, your question is so broad. And that's, I think that's also diving into your, when it, what's the sweet spot? Like, what's the sweet spot for a hamstring injury? Yeah. Like, I, it's definitely not one like, hey, it, it felt like somebody like um, stabbed me in the back of the leg. Like, if that happened, the sweet spot was immediately. Not, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> but like, hey, yeah, I, I don't know. I just got this like weird feeling in my hamstring. Like, it just feels tight. It feels like I can't stretch it out. Like, is that something that's immediate to be known for a volleyball player? Like, maybe not. Maybe their hips are just off, and then so the ham the hamstring feels tight, but it's not actually tight. Are they gonna like die? Or are they gonna like lose the rest of their season if they, you know, go for a spike or something? Like, man, probably not. Probably not. Yeah, I well, just I just know that there's not an mm. athletic trainer that hasn't heard that phrase. Correct. I, absolutely. It's, We've all heard it's, it. It's been going on for a while, and it's also like this. It's communication that we need to initiate, but it's like if I did that with every athlete oh. all the time, you would. It's like, do I really want to open up the can of worms with every day with all my athletes? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I guess it's reading. It's reading body language. It's reading. Yeah. It's just paying attention and communicating. Man, it's 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 a it's a skill. It's Being a, a big good, skill, and maybe it's one that I've been underrating. Maybe it's maybe when we start doing fats, I should be considering who would be the best judge of character. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's um, your communication piece. Maybe you don't have to communicate as much on every single athlete. You don't need to give a, a speech to all your athletes on the difference between an injury and feeling tight. But I do think it's very valuable to have daily conversations with individuals on your teams to get a better understanding of what's going on. And then so therefore maybe you like, yeah, you know, like my biceps been bothering me for a little bit, but like, it's not bad. Like it doesn't stop me from doing anything, but like, honestly, every, every night I go to bed, like it just kind of aches. That's, that's where you can have conversations of like, well, you know, maybe let me take a little, little closer look or, well, what, what kind of ache is it? And do you notice any pattern of when it aches after you did a certain drill at practice or something like that? Um, it doesn't have to be this, like, groundbreaking, like, perfect PowerPoint presentation to your entire team of the difference between the classic, like, there's a difference between being injured and being hurt, right? Um, but I do think... Classic coach speak. Yeah, right. I do. I do think you can check some boxes though by just having having conversations with a couple of athletes every day and um, checking in with them, seeing how they're doing. But and you're going to find a different sweet spot for everybody. I mean, there's going to be athletes that just tell you to go f off because I, I won't. I don't need you until something's like there's a bone sticking out of my leg. Hockey, right? Like that's when I need you, um, and that's okay. I mean, that's good for them. But at the same time, maybe you break through that ice but um, bump um, and say, like, you can actually influence them to be a better athlete because you improve their performance, right? It's these stinking overuse sports. Ooh, they're tough. Yeah. 
They're tough. But you know what? The other, the other like, like sports though, that a lot of people don't give enough credit to of like, you need to push through all pain until you can't do something or like, like the gymnastics of the world. Yeah. The, like, honestly, the cheerleading of the world, like you, like you're going to go until like you can't and we're going to just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And you're going to keep doing the same thing. Although, and I mean, gymnastics don't, don't get us wrong. Like that's a, that's a chronic overuse sport for yeah. sure. Um, with some traumatic injuries and acute injuries, but I think there's these mentalities of, you know, you just don't say anything. And that's where our danger of, of sweet spot gets lost. And I think a lot of our job is living in the sweet spot. I think those are very valuable athletic trainers that can live in the sweet spot that we can maintain our athletes and maintain their performance by breaking through, you know, the, I see you for everything versus the, I don't see you until I have a, I don't know, javelin through my heart. There's, um, <laughs> javelin <laughs> through the heart. Too late. Wa- I was, <laughs> I was, too late. I was waiting for you to go. Oh yeah. Jesus. Anyways. Yeah. There's, um, definitely a, would you rather in this, you know, oh, sure. would you rather yeah. it be too early? Would you rather be, you know, yeah. too late? But, mm-hmm. Obviously, you'd rather have neither, but man, that's what makes would you rather so good? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Do you have anything else for this? I I really I don't. don't. Think I have anything I just, else. Um, be interesting to see what the listeners have to say. If you want to tweet us, what's your sweet spot? <laughs> please don't. <laughs> please don't. Hashtag. Hashtag. What is your sweet spot? What's your? Please don't. Yeah, take it the wrong way. Just. I mean. Yeah. I think that, that that could trend. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Let's close it down before I get fired. That was a quick deceleration. DJ Kevin on the ones and twos over there. It's really sensitive. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I barely touched it and it started and then... It scared I you. touched it and it stopped <laughs> and then it start. Oh yeah, it scared me. It definitely scared me. Um, CanadaAthleticTraining.com. Yeah, get December there now. Get your memberships in now so you 8th. can be on the live stream, watching us do this on doing it live. Doing it and doing it and doing, doing it, it well. Well, um, LL Cool J, nineteen ninety. Oh God. Doing it. Uh, I, I want to say 95. Oh, well. I bet you're right. So, CanadaAthleticTraining.com. All right. Sign up for your membership. Uh, remember, there's a certain level. You have to be at least Candomania. You have to become a Candomaniac um, in order to access the live feed. The live broadcast, December 28th. That is our goal. That is what we have written down on paper, and that's what we put in our calendar to actually start our live broadcast of this crazy show we called Candid Athletic Training. Um, Candid underscore ATC is all of our social media. CandidAthleticTraining at gmail.com is our email, but the best way to really get to us is through the website. Um, There is a very good 
um, little pop-up that you can access all of our uh, selves to give us topic suggestions and things like that. But remember, you will get priority if you sign up for a membership, at least wet whistle and higher. From there, oh, you know what? Um, I think we mentioned this last week or maybe the week before, but our store is pretty much like all up and running. Uh, we did not have all of our items on there for a little bit. Unfortunately, our supplier was short on items, but now pretty much everything's up there. So go check it out. Get yourself a sweatshirt. Get yourself a hoodie. Get yourself a coffee mug. Um, hopefully, you can get it in time for Christmas and or maybe, you know, some Hanukkah presents for all your you know, Jewish friends, or if you're Jewish. Um, and I think that's about it. You got anything for anybody? No, super excited to bring this to the live version. Again, thank you to Healthy Roster. Ooh, thank you guys. We appreciate it. Uh, I'm just super excited. We'll see you next week. Till later. Bye.